247 Sports released a list of the top 25 winningest college football programs in the last decade. Where does Oklahoma State fall on that list? And does the narrative around the Big 12 and media match what the rankings show? Plus, Bedlam basketball predictions and the Big 12 basketball slate, all on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cowboy fans? Happy Friday if you're listening to this on Friday, and I hope you are. We have a lot to talk about for this weekend. Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Linda Godfrey. I contribute to Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life newsletter. I am an avid Oklahoma State fan. You can follow me on Twitter for all of my shenanigans, at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter, or find the show on the Locked On Pokes Facebook page, Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked On Pokes. As I said in our brief cold open, 247 Sports dropped a list of the top 25 winningest college football programs in the last decade. Now, this is based on win percentage. I think we all know when talking about the Big 12, especially after this year where we had them announce that they were leaving the Big 12 and going to the SEC, there was all this conversation about what school's going to take over now that the top two programs are gone. And I know Texas gets the recruits and the money and the conversation, but in terms of winning at football in the last decade, they're not even on the top 25 list. So I don't know if we need to just be louder about the fact that that Texas is most assuredly not back. They haven't been back now for several years. Oklahoma State is quite clearly the number two school at the Big 12 right now. I'm not saying it will stay that way forever. I'm not saying it'll be that way when the new newcomers come to the Big 12. But as it stands right now, Oklahoma and then Oklahoma State are the two top football programs in the Big 12. Other players on the Big 12, other players from the Big 12 on that top 25 list is number four, Kansas State, number 21, Baylor. Oklahoma State comes in at number 10, and then at number four is Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma fan, like Oklahoma State fans, we could have told you this. We know that we're doing really well. I think we understand the consistency with which Mike Gundy has been able to provide wins to that program. But for some reason, Mike Gundy and Oklahoma State can't catch a break from the media that is in, you know, the big media, the narrative that comes from them. For some reason, we're not getting the respect that I think we deserve. And maybe it's a lack of a Big 12 title. I get it. But there was a seven-year gap in his coaching career that the Big 12 didn't even have a title game. So you're already... He's only been here for, this was his 17th season, 16th season. So either way, you're cutting almost half, almost in half for seasons that we didn't even have a Big 12 title game. So I get it a little bit, but you're ignoring so much when you look at that. It's like saying that wins are only a quarterback stat. 
Wins are not a quarterback stat. You can have a really good quarterback, for instance, if you're the Detroit Lions and Matthew Stafford is your quarterback. You have a really talented quarterback. Unfortunately, getting the job done in the postseason just never happened for them. Getting to the postseason rarely happened. So it's just not, it doesn't tell the whole story. No Big 12 title does not tell the whole story of what's been happening in the Big 12 for the last several years. In terms of Mike Gundy wins at Oklahoma State, only two other active coaches have more wins at one school than Mike Gundy does at Oklahoma State. Iowa's Kirk Ferentz and Clemson's Dabo Swinney. So you're talking about that's elite. That's such a an ignored fact about Mike Gundy. It's it's the consistency with with, with which Mike Gundy has able to get wins at Oklahoma State, especially while lacking four- and five-star recruits. He's turning three-star recruits over every single year into fantastic players. It's not talked about enough. I'm going to start talking about it more aggressively, I think. And I know that we all certainly criticize Mike Gundy and the offense and what's happening on the football field every Saturday when we watch a game. I think that's fair. I think every fan does that. I'm sure Nick Saban has fans that go like, what was that? Why was that the call that you made? I think that's very natural as fans, but we do need to cool it a little bit on the criticism of criticism of what Mike Gundy has done at and for Oklahoma State football. I've talked about this plenty, how important he has been to building it to what it is today, but I, I've got to start talking about it more aggressively and not just to other Oklahoma State fans. I, I don't know. I'll just start forcing the conversation on my fantasy football friends that don't care about college football at all. So from now on, when people tell you that Texas and OU are the two best football programs in the Big 12, first, I want you to take a deep breath and then laugh in their face. And second, pull out the winning percentages of the four Big 12 teams that have outperformed Texas the last 10 years. This isn't even just Oklahoma State over Texas. We're talking about four schools now that have outperformed Texas in the last 10 years in the Big 12. And for some reason, they're the, you know, the shining star of the Big 12. Well, it's bullshit. We're canceling Texas. That's what we're doing. I will cancel culture Texas right now. (laughs) You heard it here first. Win percentage doesn't absolve Gundy from the criticism. I agree. I said that. But we should certainly be grateful for the consistency that he's brought to the football field, to that program, how big he's built it up. I think last year was the first year that I really felt like, from a national standpoint, we got some attention that was deserved, and it still was never enough. You know, even moving up the AP poll, our defense was, you know, uh, media still talking about Big 12 doesn't play defense, when clearly that's not correct. And... All they'd have to do is watch a couple clips from an Oklahoma State game and they would know that that was an incorrect narrative, but they don't care enough to do so. So whatever we have to do, be louder, be more persistent. I don't know. We're going to figure it out. We're going to push this narrative back because I'm tired of hearing it, especially when we have the facts to prove that it's just not true that Texas is the example of winning in the Big 12. Next up, the Cowboys head to Norman on Saturday morning for a chance to sweep the Oklahoma Sooners in basketball this season. But first, March Madness is only two weeks away. That means you need to start thinking about how you're going to run your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual? Are you looking for the best? 
We've done our research and we're running brackets at runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Picks, Pick X, both really fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you won't find on ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of the March some of the madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. Plus they offer full white glove customer service, custom branding, and one of the easiest three minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly we believe in run your pool because like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter pure madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing you there, but we also look forward to beating you. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Boy, if we don't have a really, really fun slate of Big 12 games this weekend, it opens at 11 a.m. with Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. And then we close the day on Saturday with Kansas at Baylor. Both of those games are going to be really fun. And everything sandwiched in between should be too. But of course, we're going to start with Bedlam. Mike Boynton talking about Bedlam is like everything I ever want in a coach. The way that he, first of all, amps up his kids and gets them on board is fantastic. Getting the team to like understand really the rivalry that we have with Oklahoma. This week they asked him about the little brother talk. You know, both schools, both Oklahoma State players and OU players refer to the other as the little brother. And uh, Mike Boynton said, I don't understand why we have to be family. And I stood up in my cubicle at work and I clapped for that man. That is the perfect answer. It's the only answer I could want in a coach. Tyreek Smith on if Bedlam's sweep would mean more this season because of the postseason ban. He said, most definitely. I can understand that. You know, they only have so many like quote unquote big games this season since there's no postseason. Get those big wins in when you can. The Cowboys have won four straight Bedlam basketball games. Rondell Walker made a comment about how his class hasn't lost to OU yet. And I tell you what, these Cowboys don't sound like they have any plan to let up at all on Saturday. Again, Mike Boynton getting his basketball players into it so so much is a treat to watch. It's fantastic. I will never forget the video of him in the locker room talking to some of the new guys on the team and saying, we don't like them. And that's absolutely right. And it doesn't have anything to do with these people as real people. I get it. They're, I'm sure, you know, have families like we all do. But when we're talking about sports, it is the biggest rivalry for me. I feel it with this game and I feel it when the Broncos play the Chiefs. Those are the only two times I feel this, this feeling. And you guys know what I'm talking about. And he has ignited that fire in those kids. He stokes it. And it's so much fun to... It's so much fun to see. Even OU fans on Twitter were pleading with Mike Boynton to stop being so cool so cool because they don't want to like him. I think that just speaks volumes to the kind of coach he is. He has done such a great job at Oklahoma State with what he has had to face so far. So just an excellent press from them on Thursday. 
When, when it comes to the basketball game, the Sooners came to Stillwater in early February, and the Cowboys put them away with a 64-55 to win. Caleb Boone and Musa Cisse both scored 12 points that game, and if I remember correctly, this was kind of the game that sparked the Cisse awakening that we've been seeing through the last month because I think we can all agree that he's really opened up and blossomed as a player in February. I really feel like that matchup kind of ignited that start for him. A win for Oklahoma State would mark the third consecutive year that the Cowboys secured seven conference win. That's the longest stretch since 2015, and it would be the fourth out of five years for Mike Boynton. A win for Oklahoma State would also be a kick-ass birthday present for me, but that's beside the point. Avery Anderson has put up double-digit performances in five straight games. Bryce Thompson is right behind him. He has had four straight double-digit scoring games. The Sooners are in the midst of an eight-game losing streak, their last win coming in late January against West Virginia. The last two losses have been 20-plus point deficits, but of course the game before those two losses was against Texas, who they took down to the wire. So depending on what team shows up tomorrow morning on Saturday, it'll be, uh, you know, it's always going to be a tough matchup. Every time we go to Norman, it's going to be a tough matchup, but I think we definitely have the talent to get it done. Now, the Sooners still are kind of eyeballing the NCAA tournament, so they may have a little bit of extra umph in their step on Saturday, but I think the Cowboys get it done. You know, they've been through a lot this season. It's getting closer to the end. They want to go out on a high note, so I expect them to show up just as just as in a hurry as the Sooners do. Number 20, Texas at West Virginia at 1 p.m., so far in February, Texas has dropped two games to number nine Texas Tech and a game to number 10 Baylor. They did get a win against number five Kansas and narrowly escaped the Sooners in mid-February, as I just talked about. Texas is looking good, but a win in Morgantown would come at the right time because the Longhorns follow this matchup with games against Kansas and then against Baylor. As for West Virginia, they've dropped the last five games, starting with a loss to Oklahoma State. The Mountaineers have lost 12 of their last 13 games, the only win against Iowa State in their first matchup. On Wednesday, they fell to the Cyclones in a fantastic basketball game. It was the kind of basketball game that reminds you why the Big 12 is so fun. Texas should handle West Virginia no problem, but we all know anything can happen in Big 12 basketball country on any given night ever. It's every team shows up all the time. I mean, anything can happen. I I do think Texas gets the win, but West Virginia could certainly shock the world. Iowa State at Kansas State at one in a battle of teams that absolutely crushed my heart as a Cowboy fan this season. Kansas State is coming off back-to-back losses to Oklahoma State in overtime and then a blowout loss to Kansas. If K-State's NCAA tournament hopes are still alive after taking that hit earlier this week, they need to finish the the season with wins. The Wildcats beat the Cyclones by six just two weeks ago. Iowa State has won their last three games against TCU, Oklahoma, and West Virginia. They're looking good for the NCAA tournament as the season stands now, aided by starting the season 12-0. But Iowa State has dropped four straight to Kansas State, and Kansas State is desperate for wins to get into the postseason. This should be a really good game with lots of urgency, but I think Iowa State will go into the game underestimating the Wildcats and the Cyclones cough up their fifth straight loss to Kansas State. That's that's what my bet is on that one. 
Next up, number nine, Texas Tech at TCU. This game's at five. Texas Tech has won its last four straight, including the most recent whomping of Oklahoma on Tuesday. Thanks for that. Last time these two played, the Red Raiders won 82-69. TCU has dropped four of its last five games, the only win being a 10-point victory over West Virginia. And the stretch that TCU has to finish the season is... Oof, I it's bad. They've got number nine Texas Tech after this weekend, and then they have the Jayhawks back-to-back games. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Mm, well, <laughs> maybe I would. If they were, like, really my worst enemy, maybe. On top of the three straight, ga- straight games against top ten op- opponents, this will be TCU's third game this week because of a rescheduling issue. So they're going to be exhausted heading into this game on Saturday. I expect them to be tired and therefore sloppy, which is just not going to work against Texas Tech. So give me Texas Tech by a healthy margin. That might be the game, you know, you get dinner started for your family in during. And then the cherry on top of the Big 12 slate on Saturday, number five, Kansas at number 10, Baylor. It's at 7 p.m. Hopefully this matchup delivers based on the two top 10 opponents. The last time these two met, Kansas handled Baylor with ease coming out with an 83-59 to point victory. So I'm hoping that this one is a bit closer. That was in Jayhawk territory, though. Now Kansas heads to Waco to face off in Bear territory. So maybe that plays a difference in how Baylor decides to show up. Kansas is coming off their fourth straight win, a pretty good one against Kansas State, where the Jayhawks won by 19 Baylor has won their last two games, but their most recent was the overtime thriller against Oklahoma State. And no, I will not be talking about it again because I'm still sad. But Kansas played Tuesday, but the Bears played a longer and much closer game on Monday. I think Kansas gets it done even in Waco. They're just on a roll right now. They seem kind of hard to stop at this moment. Just truly another great weekend of Big 12 basketball starting Saturday morning with Bedlam. Give me a Bedlam sweep. I need it. It's the only thing I want for my birthday. I will never ask for anything else the rest of the year, Cowboys. Come on. Coming up, former Baylor head coach Art Bryles was hired by Grambling State. But first, football might be over for this season. But basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land... And I always talk about, like, you know they're going to land somewhere. I think our browse is probably the f- perfect example of that. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey and boxing and UFC odds. Head to the website today to, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers. Bet online where the game starts. All right. I know this isn't Oklahoma State or Big 12 relevant anymore, but I have a platform. Feel like I should use that platform to talk about this. Art Bryles, the former Baylor coach who was there during the sexual assault scandal and. Um, all the disciplinary issues that Baylor was having. Obviously, he was the coach then, uh, was fired 
immediately was brought in by Hugh Jackson when Hugh was at the Cleveland Browns to be like a guest coach during training. I don't, I'm pretty sure Hugh just made up a name so he could have his buddy come hang out at practice. Anyway, of course, Hugh Jackson's career as a Cleveland Brown head coach was not a long career by any stretch of the imagination. He was hired a couple months ago at Grambling State, and they announced yesterday that Art Bryles would be the new offensive coordinator. Now, it is of my belief that Art Bryles does not deserve to be anywhere near any uh, kids developing, any young men developing anywhere near a college campus, anywhere near a football team, you know, and I'm sure... I joked about cancel culture earlier, and that's I'm not trying to say anything specifically to that, but I don't believe that he should be in charge of in any kind of leadership role, any kind of look up to this head coach kind of role. So, and obviously offensive coordinator, but you get what I'm saying. Um, there's been some pushback, but of course there are much bigger fish to fry right now in the world. So. Grambling State did a really good job at dropping that news at an appropriate time where everybody's kind of focused on something else. And um, I don't know, the pushback that it got wasn't quite enough for me. I was disappointed when OU hired Jeff Levy to be their offensive coordinator. Of course, he is our Browse son-in-law. He was very supportive of our Browse when all of that went down. Neither of them believed that any wrongdoing was done at all. And, you know... At the very least, you ignored it, which I think is an issue. And uh, I, I just, it's my opinion that he should not be anywhere near a football field. So disappointed in that hire. Uh, disappointed, but not surprised, I guess. You know, if you coach well or throw a ball good or run really fast, it's it doesn't really matter what you do off the field or the court or whatever field of play you play on. So uh, that was a tough hire. It's been uh, I didn't record an episode yesterday. I posted a pre-recorded episode just because I was kind of trying to wrap my head around it. It's not something that I love to see. I love college football. I love football in general. So when I'm reminded that it doesn't really matter who you are as a person, uh, it's always kind of always kind of a tough day for me. But I just I wanted to get my opinion out there about it. That's how I feel about it. If you disagree, that's fine. We can move past it. There's no reason to argue about it. As he's been hired, but. Uh, just thought I would say my piece about it. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians. I'm sure I will be having an absolute meltdown tomorrow morning during the Bedlam basketball game. You can follow the show page at locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter. I will talk to y'all on Monday, hopefully after a Bedlam win. Go Pokes!